Hey, welcome to the Focus Church Leadership Podcast. My name is Michael, and I'm going to help you become the leader that you'd want to follow. Today's episode is under the subject line, Do What Only You Can Do. When I first started ministry, I came in with this mindset, what can I do? Like, what do I have to offer? What work can I put in? What are the things that need to be on my to-do list? What can I personally accomplish? And believe it or not, this is not the mindset that you and I as leaders need to have. It's, it's almost the opposite of the mindset that you and I as leaders need to have. The mindset that we need to have as leaders is not what can I do. Rather, it's who can I develop? It's who can I develop? So it's not what can I do. It's who can I develop? The problem is most leaders feel like they add the most value when they're doing they feel a greater sense of purpose. They, they, they feel a, a sense of fulfillment when they do, not necessarily when they develop. But we have to make this mind shift, uh, this mindset shift uh, as leaders from what can I do to who can I develop? Because the fact of the matter is there's probably only, I would say, one to three things that you need to be actually doing as a leader. I want you to put yourself, I, I want you to ask yourself this question. What is the one thing or one or two things that only I can do? What's the one or one or two things, maybe three, that only I can accomplish? For me as a campus pastor, I've narrowed my job down to one thing and one thing only. And that one thing is building a team. Because I've realized that I, if I can build a team, then I can build a team of people who lead the campus spiritually, pastors and leaders and shepherds and mentors. Uh, I've, I've gathered and formed leaders who will build, uh, who will lead spiritually. I've gathered and formed leaders who will lead practically, logistically. I've gathered and formed leaders who will lead culturally. So my value as a campus pastor is not in what can I do, it's found in the team that I can build. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a list, and that list should be comprised of everything that you currently do. Maybe you schedule people. Maybe you lead team meetings. Maybe you train new volunteers. You could possibly onboard new volunteers. You, maybe you keep inventory from your team. You order materials. You send out weekly communication. Maybe you dream for your team. Maybe you solve problems on your team. Maybe you uh, print curriculum for your team. I don't know what you do, but I want you to make a list of everything that you do on your team. After you make the list of everything that you do, I want you to narrow that list down to one to three things that only you should be doing. In other words, on that list, what are the one, two, or three things that only you can do, that you would never want someone else to do, that only you as the leader of that team can do? Um, so when I was a youth pastor, I was a youth pastor for a number of years, probably around year four, I had made this goal and the goal was, and, and it was a little bit ambitious, 
the goal was I want to simply be able to what we had services on a Wednesday night at that time. And so I want to simply be able to walk into youth group on a Wednesday night, five minutes before service, preach and then love on students and parents after the service. And uh, so I don't want to do any of the setup, the tear down, none of the production, none of the worship. I don't want to lead the the pre-service team meeting huddle. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to come in. I want to preach to students. And then I want to connect and love on students and parents afterwards. And um, and, and this and this is a, a pretty big size youth group. There were event nights when we had over 100 kids. And so to do this was, was pretty ambitious. Towards the end of my time as a youth pastor, there were multiple nights where I showed up 10 minutes before service because I had built up the team. I had built up the team and um, I'd taken time to develop a ministry team. Not only was I able to do the things that I was called to do, to preach and to love on leaders, to love on students and parents, but the team underneath me that, that God had given me the ability to to build was being fulfilled in what they were doing as well. And so there was a student, she was leading the production team. There was a leader who was leading all communications. We had a small group leader. We had a check-in leader. We had uh, a leader who was just in charge of connecting with parents in the parking lot. And so they're being fulfilled in how they serve while I'm being fulfilled in in the one or two things that God had called me to do. Here's a question that I want you to ask yourself. Am I currently stealing somebody else's purpose? Am I currently stealing somebody else's purpose by doing things that I was never meant to do? I'll tell you one more story. Early on at my days at Focus Church, it was like, and I say early on, I mean, it was like a month in, like very early on. We were at a mobile, uh, we were at mobile as a church. We were meeting in a high school and um, we would get there. I think the trailer would arrive at like 6.30 or 7. And at 7, uh, there was a team of people who'd get there. And for, for the next probably hour and a half, we'd set up Focus Kids. We'd set up production. I, as the kids pastor at the time, was in charge of setting up for Focus Kids. And uh, did we have a setup team? Yes. Uh, it was like, you know, three or four guys, sometimes uh, a couple girls in there. But I was in charge of making sure that it was all done. I, I At the time, I was still under the mindset of what can I do? And so I'll never forget. This was a very defining moment in my life. I'll never forget. It was about a month into my time at Focus Church. I arrived on Sunday morning at the scene. No one else was there. So I, I unloaded the entire trailer by myself. I started setting up all the pipe and drape and unloading kids' classroom materials and things. And uh, I, I had actually gotten there early. So I had gotten there like an extra 30 minutes early before volunteers arrive or supposed to arrive. The first couple of volunteers come in and they start setting up with me. And then uh, one of the volunteers, he comes into the classroom that I'm setting up. And he's like, bro, what are you doing? And, you know, I thought, man, I am just, I'm helping these guys out. Um, I'm doing so much for them. I've already got the trailer unloaded. The the pipe and drape in the classrooms is almost up. They're going to walk in here. They're not going to have a lot to do. It's going to be a breeze. going to be an easy Sunday for them. Look at me and what I can do, right? That was my mindset. And uh, one of the volunteers, he comes in. He wasn't, he, he was, he was having a coaching moment for me as a young pastor, but he comes in, he says, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just setting everything up. He's like, he's like, bro, you're stealing my ministry. That moment, something 
flipped in my head. It was like, can I do this? Can I arrive early and sweat and unload this trailer? But yeah, I, I can. But there are people here. This is all they do. This is their way of giving back. This is their way of serving. And I wonder if there are people on your team who would love to do some of the things that you're currently doing. Who would approach you and say, man, if only I could help with curriculum. If only I could help with data import. If only I could help with scheduling. If only I could lead the parking lot. Man, if they would just ask. But are you currently stealing someone else's ministry? Are you currently doing something that God has placed for somebody else? I think that's the big question that we have to ask ourselves. Maybe this feels overwhelming to try to make a list of all the things that you're currently doing, trying to narrow that list down to one or two things, and then trying to delegate the rest of those things to other people here's where you start here's where you start you're gonna start by just delegating one thing a week so you'll make that list it could be 20 items you you could be doing everything it could be 20 items and now you're down to 18 things that you don't need to be doing because you've chosen two that you do need to do So you're going to take those things and you're just going to delegate one or two of those a week. How do you delegate? It's super simple. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to find somebody on your team, ask them to a coffee, set up a FaceTime, a phone call works. Maybe after church on a Sunday morning, ask if you could chat with them for a few minutes. That's a great time. They're already going to be there. What I always like to do is I like to start off by telling that person what I see in them. Man, you're so good with kids. I really value how organized you are. I really value how good with people you are. And I I really need someone like you that I can rely on. Would you be opposed to overseeing and owning the planning center schedule? Can we work together on that? Or would you be opposed to leading our 9 a.m. worship experience? Would you be opposed to doing all the onboarding for Focus Kids? You delegate one thing a week to a capable person, you'll be surprised the team that you you will have been able to build in just a few months. You'll look back and think, man, I could be in the exact same spot that I was months ago, but because I just, I made a list, I started to get to delegate one thing a week. Not only look what we're accomplishing now, but look at the people on my team that are finding a sense of purpose and what I've been able to give. And so not only are you giving them purpose, but now you're doing the things that you are called to do. Essentially, I want you to work yourself out of a job and to only do the things that you're called to do. The mindset is not, what can I do? The mindset is, who can I develop?
that you'd want to follow. And uh, today's episode is under the subject line, Do What Only You Can Do. When I first started ministry, I came in with this mindset, what can I do? Like, what do I have to offer? 